was it was it mostly just asking like hey like any cool parties i can come to or <laughs> any bar mitzvahs i've been to one in a while <laughs> quinceañeras need to read up on the on the torah <laughs> so uh which uh, which marriott ballroom should i be at this weekend right <laughs> Pocket, a podcast by Jake and Dylan. I'd say it's pretty solid. That was amazing. As Jake lights a candle. Candle's going. And we have on a special guest, and he's wearing a very, very festive shirt for the occasion. 1999. What's the significance of that year, Jacob? What's that? The end of the golden age of hip-hop, Dylan, of course. According to who? You? According to Joey Badass. Also known as Joey Badman, a.k.a. Also known as, by my roommate, Joey Badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake, if you weren't aware, that's something that Darren has, Darren and Harry have been doing very, very frequently. Badman? Although, what? no, just like this rolling of the R's, and I don't even know the significance of it, but I laugh nonetheless. Sounds yeah, foreign. It's, I think and made its way me. from it's made its way from the R's to pretty much everything. So yeah, yeah. it's hello, Dylan. <laughs> Anything and everything. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty crazy. So you keep it damn, crazy. that's crazy. Damn. Probably worth introducing this foreign voice. This is like one of our good friends, but also what one of our top listeners for sure. Mm. Because this is one of those guys that every time I hang out with him, he goes, ah, I either, it's either I have or haven't listened to the newest podcast. <laughs> Dare like, I no, say, no, no, good, friend of the good podcast? You, don't worry. Yeah, that's what dictates if Dylan actually talks to him that day or not. All right, I'll talk to you later. Just listen to the pod. It's like a cup of coffee. Don't talk to me unless I've had my cup of coffee. No, don't talk to me right. unless I've listened to my back, backyard podcast. No, the best part is when you don't think I've listened to something and I kind of like casually bring it up in our friend group and you're like, wait, how did you know that? I was like, I listened to all 47 minutes of last week's podcast. So yeah, like if I'm telling a story that's impressive. and it steals my thunder, like me just talking about the substitute teaching credentials and Jacob's like, wait, I've heard this. And then there was another story I was telling like last week at Kyle's going away party. What do I do and, with my hands? Oh yeah. Bert. Big Whopper Jr. makes my hands look so small. Yeah. All these callbacks from the last episode. So, loyal listener, longtime friend, Jacob, we've all known each other since middle school, yeah. at least. Yeah, I think we had a, we had some classes or we had some interactions in middle school. and For me, it goes um, back we to PE. Just, yes. Yeah, we were just angsty enough to interact with each other. And, you know, here we are today. Jacob. Years later. Jacob in his rock I have to star say, energy hat. Oh, God, what a time to be alive that was. But I have to say, after hearing so many episodes, I'm stoked to be making my podcast debut on the Backyard Podcast. It's Backyard, not to be confused with Back Pocket. It only took 34 episodes, but we made it. (laughs) We're here. I think I mentioned this on Darren's episode, but it was you, my first, first day of middle school, driving up the Carmel Valley Middle School Hill, and I see you, Darren, probably like Sam, Connor Brigandi... Maybe Mark, I don't, there was like a rat pack of like three or four of you guys at the bare minimum. And you all had the same look going. It was like monster energy shirt, rock star <laughs> hat, some sort of like, I, well, then jeans and like some sort of skate shoes. 
But you guys just walked in this little click up the hill, and I remember thinking, like, fuck, I'm going to end up in so many trash cans at this school. <laughs> well, we There's were four of them and only one of me. I had the Rockstar hat. Okay. Connor had the Red Bull hat, and Sam uh-huh. Beans had the backwards monster hat. Me and Connor and, always wore it front because, you know, we're not as cool. Yeah. But nonetheless, we were definitely throwing kids into trash cans. So cool. They were the energy squad. <laughs> Just, I think Lakai's were probably the brand on the bottom. Yeah, Lakai shoes, shoes which have somehow survived the I got, test of time. I got, I got made some fun skinny of jeans. one time for wearing Lakai's. I was uh, in the lunch line, and there's some eighth graders in front of me, and they just like I, I had the same pair of shoes as one of them. And one of the dudes is like, "Hey, you guys have the same shoes." And the guy's like, "Do you even skate?" And I was like, "No, not really." And he's like, "Why the fuck are you wearing those?" And I was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> that That's eighth graders. Yeah, I mean, haven't touched a pair since. Apparently, the eighth grade wall still exists where seventh graders, unless you're a cool seventh grader, you're not allowed on that wall. Because I yes. talked to a neighbor of mine who is just going and he's a seventh grader now. And I was, I was, like, hey, I was hanging out with my seventh grade neighbor. <laughs> I was hanging out with my seventh grade friends. And I was like, hey, man, are you able to sit on that wall yet? You know, when you pull up and he's, he knew exactly what wall I was talking about. Are you kidding and me, dude? Said, no. But I know a guy who's a seventh grader, and he sat on that wall once. Fuck. So royalty. I can't, I hang out with cool seventh graders, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's a caveat to that one. Yeah, I only hang out with the coolest. Well, you hang out with kids who are friends with cool seventh graders. By association, he's cool. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Do you ask them for like music advice, or like is that? So <laughs> like, what you guys listen to? I'm trying to stay hip, trying to stay young. You know, I, I didn't get to you that part of the that conversation. But um, you know, next time I see him, I'll ask him if he knows about Joey Barras. Was it was it mostly just asking like, hey, like any cool parties I can come to, or <laughs> any bar mitzvahs? I've been to one in a while. Quinceañeras. Need to read up on the on the Torah. <laughs> so, uh, which uh, which Marriott ballroom should I be at this weekend? Right. <laughs> I want to get okay. I want to get a trucker hat that's like spray painted, you know, and has my name. On it. Okay. Enough's enough. Can we get into the opening question? <sighs> enough goofing around. Let's get uh, to we it. We didn't really do a formal introduction. Jacob, introduce yourself. Hey, guys. I'm Jacob. Um, we'll hold the last name for now. That's fair. No, fair. you know what? Jacob Schumacher. Let's let's do the whole thing. Nice. Grew Whoa. up in Carmel Valley, Whoa. San Diego. Nice. Went to Carmel Valley Middle School with cool. the lovely gentleman on this call. Then went we to went to Crest, the, the beloved Canyon Crest. And here I am in SD. Some would say an SD boy. I've never really left for more than college and always kept in touch with the boys and honored to be part of the pod. He is a floaty boy, Mr. Analysis. A.K.A. Uh, Mr. Analysis. People forget. A.K.A. Moosehead. People that listen to the show, avid listeners, if you remember Harry, Jacob and Harry were roommates, and or just fraternity brothers or roommates? Both. Family. Both. Brothers. Family, you dragged Harry all the way to San Diego, and then Darren, you and Darren go way back. I'm guessing all the way to what, like kindergarten. Yep, I believe it was second grade. Actually, he moved to the CV area before uh, I think he was more good for him. Yeah, more east. So he came in inwards a little bit. Went to Carmel Del Mar. Uh, yeah, he had a big inspiration for my yo-yo phase, my tech deck, <laughs> aka fingerboard phase, and you know today. Pretty much anything he says becomes friend group lore. So Darren's out here influencing the way I've been talking and thinking for several years now. <laughs> he has quite the great Fortunately and unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jake, actually, 
you have an updated version of this question. The listeners that listen to these music episodes, you guys know the three questions that are coming your way. But boy, do we have just quite the curveball. It's it's only an updated question in the sense that we have these written out beforehand. And I realized every time I would send it to people that it was a very misleading question because it just says, what's your background in music? And like when Jacob was like, I don't have a background in music, but I listen to it. And it's like. It's it's poorly worded. That's my bad. So I apologize. Well, guys, I'm glad by episode 35, we're starting to get things together here. So yeah, we're getting that squared away. Yeah. I think this was a highly anticipated episode, obviously, because you guys are fact-checking your your questions. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would just like to say you're welcome for coming to the pod and making those questions better. Yeah, you're doing your job. <laughs> Process-oriented. So without <laughs> further ado, why don't we just get into it, huh? Yeah. Let's get into what, it. Uh, Jacob... Tell us about your introduction to music, anybody in particular in your life who got you started, who like gave you that first album that you were like, whoa, this stuff's pretty cool. I'm going to take a hit of this CD. Yeah. <laughs> no looking back, man. Take a rip. No one's going to care. So, I have to uh, say, yeah. What was the, what, the question? What was, what, was the, what was the genesis? What was the inception? Yes. No, these hard hitting questions are definitely hitting different. Yeah. Um, I have to say, making me think on this one. But, um, I would say the the genesis of my introduction to music had to do with the fact that my parents would not let me listen to anything but classic rock. So <laughs> I grew up on 60s, 70s, and 80s classic rock up until the age of about, I want to say, wearing my rock star hat in middle school, where I decided to think differently okay. than what the social And you norm began was. listening to My Chemical Romance. Yeah, I went from Aerosmith to to Beastie Boys to Green Day really quickly there. And, you know, I, I didn't really do too much differently apart from putting on the Rockstar hat, but I felt different. Mm-hmm. And that's the big difference I think you feel internally. Look good, feel so good. So I'd say, you know, growing up on like Led Zeppelin was definitely a big influence for me. Um, Motley Crue, believe it or not. Queen, Motley. before the documentaries and before the movies, I could name three songs. And I'd say those were probably like some of the big ones I grew up on, CCR, some other ones. So it really all had its roots in, roots in classic rock. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say um, a little bit of like kind of jazz funk, which led me to some of the like more modern bands I like. Well, not modern, but some of my tastes now that I like, such as like Tribe Called Quest, which always has like those jazz influences back from like the 80s and 70s and such. So um, I definitely grew up for, you know, 14, 15 years, mostly just listening to classic rock but then once i got into you know i think the first hip-hop I, I listened to was probably beastie boys because it was considered classic rock still and then from there my life changed damn i haven't looked back since so your parents didn't let you listen to anything other than classic rock because that's probably what they listened to your Correct. remind me your dad is from switzerland mm-hmm. yeah is he there... grew up in switzerland switzerland and so for him like when did when did he not to not to turn this into your dad show or anything, but like I'm curious what his like fascination with classic rock was like when America, yeah, <laughs> Led Zeppelin. I want to go to the United States. Yeah, I, I think those bands were pretty big in Europe as well. Yeah. So like an interesting thing about like going, especially Switzerland, they have a lot of songs that were actually specifically made about cities like Montreux. If you remember, like Deep Purple's like most popular song, Smoke on the Water. They mentioned Montreux. Uh, within that city, they also have, I think, I want to say it was a Queen Memorial Center. 
where they have like this iconic statue of Freddie Mercury, like fist pump oh, in the air. Yeah. So there actually was a lot of influence and a lot of like rock stars who had houses within Switzerland. So I think he was introduced to it at a young age. But when he moved to the U.S. around like 30 or so, I think he kind of just immersed himself in the rock culture here. And then when he met my mom, she was really into it as well. So they would go to like concerts and stuff like that together. So yet they I, I don't think they ever said, no, you can't listen to that hip hop. But Anytime I would put it on, they would basically cringe so hard that I felt the need to switch it. Yeah. And the only times in the beginning when I started listening to like Beastie Boys and stuff, they allowed it was when I had the clean version. So no curse words whatsoever. Yeah. But then once I broke out of my shell, they, they let me listen to the explicit. Damn. He's a man now. <laughs> he can hear these All of a words. sudden, like armpit hair, just like, whoosh. Shut up, mom. Yeah, my, my dad was always that way where it was like anytime I played rap for him, it was like immediate just like cringe. Oh, my eardrums are bleeding. Like, dad, don't be so like I listen to his music all the time, but then he just wouldn't give it any sort of recognition. So it was just like uncomfortable to listen to with mm-hmm. him. And then like even to this day, every time I've tried to introduce him to like some rap or hip hop, it's like, oh, dad, like I usually try to go like the samples rap. Yeah. Like, oh, you know that song that you liked? Well, they sampled it and made, you know, whatever. Uh, like, MF Doom. Oh, shit. What song is it? It's on the Operation Doomsday album, uh, Gastrols. That's a Steely Dan. Oh, yes. I know that one, actually. On the corner. Mm-hmm. And so I remember trying to show that to my dad, and he it just, like, was, he just kind of passed it off. Like, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it just, but... It wasn't. It, I think I was expecting him to be like, "Wow, so this MF Doom fellow does he have any other songs like that?" <laughs> my, but not the case. My my does the same way. Just to jump in on this bandwagon to this day, <laughs> can't show him any rap. He claims to like it, and then my sister and I are just like, "What are you talking about?" No, no, no. I'm fine with it. They're not. I think it's it scares him. You know, it's the new wave. He doesn't like it. So how did he feel watching the uh, the halftime show? It's fascinating. <laughs> you hated it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Those rappers, they're uh, they're the smoking reefer, aren't they? <laughs> this isn't real music. No, I don't know his thoughts. I'll have to. I'll, I'll circle back. You know, I'll I'll, I'll tell you about it later. <sighs> so, so Jacob, you eventually managed to find your way to rap and hip hop thanks to that mm-hmm. little jazz funk influence that you started to find in middle school. So. Going from middle school to high school, college, probably listening to some more rap. What exactly are you listening to right now, like these current days? What's in the road? These current days, I tend to listen to artists I like. Okay, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Yep. Now that's now that's a now that's a cool idea right there. Expand different. Expand on that. Yeah. Mm. God, these are good questions. You must have just reworded them recently. So. Yeah, I, I tend to listen to artists I like, and specifically, I just can't get artists. over that. I mean, this is this is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> it's as if you have uh, gone on these apps and then they've curated these these playlists for you of artists and songs that they know your taste seems to enjoy, and then you've just cho- chosen to listen to that. Slight tangent. Um, do you also eat foods you like, or? No, 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 no. Okay. That's totally different. Okay. My bad. I thought That's you were going to go with these questions. My bad, my bad, my bad. We're getting away from it. Okay. Well, like I was saying, Jake, before you briefly <laughs> interrupt like? the yeah, day, how about that? I listen to artists I like, and typically I listen to artists who just came out with like a recent album. I start to really deep dive those ones. And I think the ones that come to mind are um, Joey Badass and Kendrick Lamar. So I definitely like 
hip hop and specifically I typically like hip hop where like a song has some like deeper meaning um, to some extent where it's not just about. So you can show it to your parents. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I've graduated from that. And um, yeah, so I typically try to listen to those artists and deep dive. Like, so Kendrick Lamar, for example, just came out with Mr. Morale and the big steppers. So I usually go deeper, say, (laughs) say, okay, like I listened to this album but in my opinion, it seems like there's a lot of references to old stuff. So I'll start comparing it to, you know, Damn or to Pimp a Butterfly or Good Kid, Mad City. So I kind of listen to all those albums um, from front to start. And then I, I try to almost like dissect to some extent, like what is the meaning of this album and how does it kind of play into what he just came out with? So I, I kind of find that pretty fun to understand what is the artist's message and what he's trying to communicate. And Kendrick Lamar does that more than pretty much any other artist I see. And then Big time. Um, Joey Badass, I just like his style. I like his music. I saw his concert a few weeks ago. Thank you, Dylan, for the shout out on the pod. I saw his concert a few weeks ago when Dylan couldn't make it. And uh, you reached I out really, to me. I appreciate it. When you when you first bought the tickets, you're like, "Yo, Joey, a month and a half from now," and I'm like, "Ah, shit!" Literally yesterday, my friends bought tickets to fly in right at that time, and like, I got to pick them up. Yeah, no, I just feel like every time I. Like Dylan be like, dude, I thought you might like this band called Griselda or something. I'm like, <laughs> how does band. he know like my yeah this band? I thought like how does he know my music taste so well? So I I think think we have like similar music tastes. You're wearing the Flatbush Zombie shirt right now, so um, you know another band that I definitely f with pretty hard. So well, so Zombies are a member of like Beast Coast, which is like Joey Badass and Pro Era, and then Flatbush Zombies, and I want to say. Uh, the underachievers which i mm-hmm. listen to some underachievers but not a ton but then jacob i'm gonna rattle off some other artists that i'm almost certain you like but you haven't touched on uh i know you like j cole facts i know you and armand had a huge like logic like under pressure that was high school we don't talk about that oh, you know? <laughs> but it's i mean it's okay to, like i think there's still some sort of Un- under pressure is a good album yeah no, it's a good album yeah. like there's still some good recognition like early logic and then now it's just the way he's kind of like I thought he's like transformed. Maybe he was always kind of. Like, when I think of Logic now, all I think corny. of is him. Like anytime he goes on a freestyle like morning show, it's just God damn, God damn. That's all he does. I thought you were gonna say like every interview he does, he's like, like I'm not worried about like being cool. He's like he's like the the rapper version of Gary Vee. <laughs> oh yes, that's a good one. That'd be a hell of a. Like, I'm just trying to take care of right my there. son and like have a good time. Like the whole rapping, like bullshit. Like I, I don't even like curse that often. You just gotta go to garage sale, man. You just gotta, <laughs> you gotta sell your shoes, man. The <laughs> so J Cole, but then also some other members of. How am I blanking on J Cole's little like collective? Dreamville, Dreamville, yeah. Earth Gang, like, Jid, Earth Gang. Yep, yep. <laughs> I big on Jid specifically. I actually yeah. saw him at. Uh, Coachella a few months ago and he has just like the perfect duality I'm gonna use a Tommy word here the duality of society between Jid here where he has like those really hype songs where you're just like kind of jumping up and down mosh pitting and then he has those songs which is a a much more deeper meaning which are just very lyrical miracle yeah exactly so he definitely fits the Dreamfield vibe Earth Gang is kind of the newer like funky-ish one um I, I like a lot of their stuff especially i don't know if you've seen the the series with kenny beats the cave dude their cave I, episode I thought, is insane yes i thought earth gang like that was like if that was a song that was the best song you've ever had <laughs> yeah i don't know how you freestyled that or, or how they made it but yeah that was a pretty epic song so 
yeah, Dreamville is definitely a big one. Who else? I mean, I mentioned Griselda earlier. Griselda's kind of, dare I say, up and coming to some yeah, extent. So I was just listening to uh, Fantano had Joey Badass on and did like a little uh, interview. Fantano said he was good, so I, I like him. Therefore, was, so he had mentioned he had mentioned in their interview like, oh, you had uh, West Side Gun on a song and like mm-hmm. almost almost as like. Joey, that kind of shows that you still pay attention to the underground, like considering you used to be the underground. And then he, Joey stepped in and was like, nah, like I still consider myself like I, if anything, I'm probably like the leader of the underground, but I'm still relatively underground. And so like, he feels like he can help some of these artists, but I mean, Griselda has definitely taken off. The members of Griselda have taken off a lot lately. And I think when I think about artists that I like or the rap groups that I like, like zombies and Joey and, I guess they're they're not like super mainstream, like in comparison to maybe Gunna and I don't know who else is like more Young like, Thug. Young Thug, yeah. Like you have like the more underground rappers that I seem to enjoy. And I don't know I think one of the things I really like is just like Griselda, right? As like a little collective, like you can tell that they're rapping for something or like like they enjoy them, them all together. It's like, they want to go like bar for bar for one another. Mm -hmm. And then versus like, I don't know, obviously they, they they're trying to make money, but at the same time, like there's something about like, you can just kind of hear when someone's just going on a track to be on a track. But then I feel like these guys are always like wanting to, it's either like a diss or this or that, or they're going to push one another to some degree and they're having fun. Like they they just have fun. Yeah, no, I feel like they don't really try to put out like mainstream music that mm-hmm. the mainstream would like as much as more of their kind of niche listeners would like. So I definitely respect them. And when they go on shows sometimes and they, they just like freestyle, it's so funny to watch uh, Conway because he is just blacked out of his mind. And apparently sometimes he said he'll go on these shows and won't even remember that he was on the show <laughs> because he was that hammered. But for some reason, when you're drunk, like the bars just come out a little harder as Dylan would probably attest to you on our camping trip back in the day. I ain't got no riddance. So the I ain't got no riddance, what I was basically, I was stealing a Michi Darko freestyle. There's a video when he was on, uh, when the zombies were on uh, Tim Westwood and did a freestyle. And like, so the members of Flatbush is Michi Darko, Zombie Juice, and Eric the Architect. Eric the Architect kills it. Like he, uh, something about it had to have been written because then Zombie Juice did pretty well. But then Meech was just like, hey, I ain't got no writtens. Jumped over the whip. I feel like Blake Griffin. And like, he's just, you could tell like at the speed at which he was going, he was just like searching for things to say. Everything was just like right off the top. But, but yeah, yes, for the listeners, trip. for the listeners out there, uh, what I was referencing was Dylan's attempt, more or less, to uh, spit bars along the lines of Michi Darko, where... A couple of us decided it was a good idea to go backpacking for one day. And instead of watching, you know, the the final four on UCLA your home with air conditioning Gonzaga. with the best half court buzzer beater finish ever, we decided we're going to be in nature and we're going to bring a bottle of Evan Williams. And <laughs> Dylan decided to drink it really fast. And when it got I to the point catch of... I was playing catch up. I started late. It got to the point of... We're gonna. We're really drunk right now. And we don't know what else to do, so we're gonna pretend that we're rappers. And we started, quote unquote, spitting bars. Damn, is there, what a, was is there a, a line for this? No, nothing that that comes to mind, Jake. Mm-hmm. What 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 do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just sounds pretty Poison cool. Bars. Excuse me. 
Boys and bars. Mm. Bars on bars. Mm. Mm. I don't know. They're trading dangerous water there, dollars. You should be careful. What was the what was the the sample or the instrumental that we were using? It was Hushacha by Notorious. And I yep. think every time so I I would either yell out every time there was a <laughs> silence, I think I would fill the air with Hushacha. <laughs> Or, or I ain't got no writtens. Like if, if anyone was looking at each other, like who's going to go next? I think I would step in and just go, I ain't got no writtens. And then just walk well, out. The best part is whenever I was trying to spit my shitty bars, it seemed like Dylan just had to jump in. Whenever yeah, I had like a elongated pause, he was trying to like help me out. I think and be like, I ain't got no writtens. I'm like, fuck Dylan. I was, I was Dylan doing was something there, somewhere. man. I was trying to have writtens. Speaking of which, I was, I was going to make this, uh, say this earlier when I think Jacob, when you brought up earth gang and like, how do they do that? Like, how did they just like freestyle that? And I, I just think it's funny, like us three white guys that like don't have much background in like actual rapping and then professional like, rappers. Some we background, them, you know. We're like, how, how do they do that? <laughs> how do, how do you do? <laughs> it's like, it's your job or something. It's like, it's how you You're make really your livelihood. <laughs> Any other artists that we haven't mentioned that you really like that you still listen to? You have to listen to more than just rap, though, right? Yeah. No, I, I'd actually say, especially living with, like, Harry, Darren, and just hanging out with, like, the friend group that we hang out with, like, there's a big indie rock influence. So really? I've been listening over, yeah, the last two and a half, three years to a lot more of that. So I'm, I'm definitely, like, a novice in the space. So I don't, like, speak on it or, like, be like, oh, let me take the auction view and play some, like, good indie rock because I kind of just pick up, like, what my friends play. But, I mean, like... The easy ones, I mean, the one that's big in our friend group is like Carsey Headrest, obviously. For our friend group, this has just kind of been like the band that kind of united us. And we went to the concert in killer whale costumes and matching shirts. And um, that was basically the pinnacle of my life. I'll never touch that again. But it's at least good to to think about that, a fond memory. Mm -hmm. I want people to listen to this episode of our podcast, but then afterwards they should go check out that Joey Badass interview with Fantano. Fantano's interview with Joey Badass. Because at one point, he asked him like what, what he's been listening to. And he says, Carsey like, Headrest only. He ends Strictly. up saying, well, because on this newest album, on 2000, there's a, a Men I Trust sample. For, and yeah. then, oh, yes. And then, so that, that leads to Fantano asking him, like, who, you been, who do you listen to, like, outside of hip-hop? And then he sits there for a while, and you can tell that he's, like, debating whether or not he should say it. And he goes, well... <laughs> Kind of like everyone, like, you know, it's kind of lame to say this, but like Tame Impala. It's <laughs> just funny that, like, yeah, he mentions Tame Impala, but like is nervous to bring it up because it's just so popular now that. Like, and he's the leader of the underground, so that yeah. wouldn't be very not very underground, underground style. If, if you like The Men I Trust, that's on 2000, yeah. you should go listen to the song Say Can You Hear by Men I Trust. It's really good. Listen to the garage mm. session edit. It's pretty much like a live recording. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I liked a lot of the samples he had. I actually specifically looked into what the samples Joey had on his album 2000 because a lot of them were pretty retro and they had a really good feel to them. But yeah, yeah, that's funny. That, so you said he mentioned car seat headrest or Tim? No, I was trying. No, I was oh, okay. attempting to do a bit, but I got steamrolled. So it's okay. Shit, fuck. No, it's fucked up. It. No, it's okay. Yours. Too well. No, it's okay. I did it again. It's okay. Uh, I'd say another one that I listen to a lot of indie rock is uh, like Surf Curse. Definitely one I've gone into more over the years. Kind of blanking on some of them at the moment. But yeah, Surf Curse is definitely one. I actually saw them as well at Coachella. Yes, I know. I rave. I'm sick. But they were really good. And there's something about kind of the, the angstiness 
to a live performance too. I remember like right after Surf Curse, I saw the Viagra Boys, which by no means are they like my go-to listener, but they are pretty fun from time to time if you want to listen and, and remember the rock star hat days and <laughs> pretend like mom doesn't know anything. So uh, they're definitely like a fun one to kind of switch it up with. I need to listen to Viagra Boys because I've heard Tommy mentioned it, Jake's mentioned it, now you, I think Darren might have mentioned Viagra Boys. So, fuck, if I want to be friends with you guys, i got to keep yeah. up. Listen, stay listen to the song Just Like You. That's that, that's a good introduction. And if you don't like that, I don't know if you'll like them. But, Damn. Yeah. Sports. All over. Sports. Sports is another one. Sports is a great song. Basketball. <laughs> Tennis ball. <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> all right, we're at that point. We're like halfway into this. At least. Well, we're we're, we're like we're like one third, one one tenth of the way through. So, shall we Str- start strapping to get in to the album that's on Jacob's chest? Let's dive into it. The one that we're going to talk about for the remainder of the show. Jacob, if you could, if you could entertain us, could you? There's two wars. Could you? <laughs> could you talk to us about what your connection is to this album? Yes, yes. As you've mentioned and alluded to before, as a white guy growing up in the suburbs, you know, <laughs> had a pretty tough life growing up. So, you know, this album was my out. Didn't know where your next meal was going to come from. <laughs> had to stay strapped walking around the cul-de-sac. Went the green it. belt was a dangerous time after 7 p.m. <laughs> no, um, I, I think the the thing that really drew me to this album, which is funny because I've kind of, so funny, but I've alluded to earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Uh, no, I'm good. But I alluded to earlier, I like albums, and I think some of the artists I've mentioned too are very lyrical. They tell a story. They kind of give you an idea of where they've come from and, and how they got to where they are now. This album doesn't really have any of that. But to me, I think what drew me to it was the fact that so Joey Badass, part of Pro Era, the Progressive Era, came out with this album when he was 17, and he was in high school. And I think yeah. he's two years older than me. So I was 15 when this came out. And when I heard about it, I thought that was just the coolest thing that like another high schooler is bringing out an album and bringing all these things to attention that, that you I jealous? And <laughs> I'm not going to listen to Joey because he's only two years older than me and he hasn't earned his stripes in the hip hop game. This is just, I could have made this up. Blasphemy. Yeah, no, it drove me nuts. Wait, so you, you listened to this like right away, like pretty soon after I, it came out? I remember I listened to, because I had SoundCloud at the time. I wasn't ready for Spotify. So I couldn't really, at that time, understand what listening to an album front to back was. But I listened to World Domination Survival Tactics. And I thought those were like the coolest songs ever. And I was like, who's this like other guy on Survival Tactics? And like, turns out it was Capital Steez. And you went down this um, entire rabbit hole of like, I I went pretty deep on this one. Yeah, he's still alive. He's just in Cuba with Tupac. But he is, I think, like, potentially to get into like the capital Steve's part of this, like to, for the background, for the pod listeners, the loyal pod listeners, like Alex Maloney, he was on survival tactic, three of the songs. I want to say survival tactics, Illuminati, And then the last one on the yeah. third um, mixtape. That's right. It's not even actually an album. Funny enough. So funny again, Jake. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> not an album. It's a mixtape. Oh God, <laughs> God this is crazy. We're going off the rails. I can't handle this. Zany. <laughs> So he was on three of the songs on this mixtape. And I, I kind of started wondering, like, who is this guy? And I don't think I really started 
diving into him until after his death. And then I kind of heard the story about Capital Steves from front to back. But I guess a long story short, um, Capital Steves was part of the pro era and he didn't get the recognition that like Joey Badass was getting. Because mm-hmm. uh, Joey's so marketable. He's an actor now. He does a lot of different things. And Capital Steves was kind of like, at the time, he was a little chubbier. He had like kind of weird looking hair and kind of crooked smile, all this shit. So people didn't really want to on the outside like market someone like that. So they went more the Joey route. And I think um, Capital C's resented him to some extent for this. And it definitely grew um, some sort of anger within him. And apparently towards the end of his life, which, you know, again, at the ripe age of 19, he was just so paranoid. He thought people were, were trying to track him down like the police were trying to get him. And, and unfortunately, he... He like jumped off a building um, to his death on, I want to say December twenty third, and I, I can't remember. I think it was uh, twenty twelve. But either way, the, the numbers added up to forty seven, which was a number he was obsessed with. So throughout like his whole like career, he had like albums that had forty seven on yeah, it. Yeah, like, like the, some... the controversial like, swastika forty seven. It looks like a swastika. Even Joey Badass, I think, got a tattooed on his ribs with um, someone else in the pro era. So. That was like his whole like symbol and I, I was just so fascinated by his story. I started listening to his old like mixtapes on SoundCloud and nothing's on actual streaming platforms, which is crazy as yeah, well because his, his family doesn't release it, right? Yeah. So Joey in that, that Fantano interview basically was saying how like nobody wants that shit out more than I do. And like his family, I think they're upset with the idea of the fact that like 10% would have to go to the people that like help put it out. As opposed to, you know, it being just like strictly within the family. Um, and so like Joey doesn't have the ability to put it out there. He's basically saying he would he would love to, but he has to get their permission, their approval and permission. And like yeah, you said, it hurts because it's like they are family to him in a sense. And like he sees them struggle and knows how how like well this music would do, and especially now, like the following that it has. And people are just stealing money from them by like downloading it on that piff or wherever you know just youtube downloads or whatever it is but none of it goes to to you know steez's family but yeah and joey made the like the bad public appearance of saying like fuck it at at a concert once he's like fuck it i'm gonna release this album on i think it was it was the day he died like um december 23rd or maybe it was it was some sort of 47 type date uh, it might have been actually June 7th or something along those lines. I don't even know. But nonetheless, he he made the promise at a concert and and that went viral. So everyone kind of expected this album, King Capital, to come out on Spotify or all the other like platforms. And then, you know, here we are three or four years later and it never has come out. So, yeah, Capital C's only has, I want to say, one or two mixtapes on SoundCloud. American Corruption is one of them. And I, I really like what he talks about in the music. I think my bold prediction is Capital C's would be like the modern day Kendrick Lamar if he actually saw it through with his career, dropped mixtapes, albums, got signed by a, a large record company. Label. So, yeah, label. So, I, I think he had so much potential with the wordplay he had and how it always had like a deeper meaning to something. So, he'd make something sound really good and it also have good production and, and it'd have a, a deeper meaning similar to Kendrick Lamar. So, I really like him a lot. Yeah, Joey always refers to him as like his big brother because I think he was, like you said, he was two years older. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know that's something that like eats at him from what you see. And then also just because I think there, there's like an episode on YouTube. I don't know who the the guy that does these like little therapy sessions. I know he did one with Freddie Gibbs. He did one with Joey. But 
that was probably like the first time that Joey publicly discussed it. I don't the the death of Capital C's. I don't know that I necessarily watched the whole interview, but wait, was it the uh, the gecko dude? The gecko fifteen dude. minutes could save you fifteen no, percent of I don't know. There's a there's a guy who like paints himself green and wears a gecko costume. No, 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 not I that. think. Oh, I, think Jim, I know what you're talking Jim about. Been on it. I don't know. Never no, mind. it was a very serious conversation. I think the gecko yeah. dude is four memes. <laughs> so, so. So, uh, so, but Jacob, yeah, he also, which, fun fact before, sorry, I rudely interrupt you here. No, no, um, no. At the concert a few weeks ago, Joey um, was actually wearing like one chain and it had Capital C's face on it. So I'm guessing he wears that pretty much everywhere he goes. But there was even a song on the new album he had called Survivor's Guilt, which is about capital C's and, and kind of the way he feels now being yeah. alive and, and capital C's not being there. So it, it just shows like the influence of someone who's died, I think it was 10 years ago who, who still holds onto that that much Joey does. Um, and, and really still not fully over it. Yeah. I know he, going back to that interview with Fantano that you guys should listen to after you finish listening to this episode, Please, guys. he, is he, he mentions, is he paying you money he, or something? He calls out. He calls out Fantan. It was an enjoyable, like forty-seven minute listen, because Joey was like very, very honest and upfront about everything. Like I feel like a lot of times, whenever I've listened to these, like Fantano interviews with an artist, it just feels like a PR stunt. But this, he had mentioned at the end, he's like, "Hey, by the way, like I saw you listening to my album, like your stream, and like you, you cried, right? Like you cried when you were listening to Survivor's Guilt." And he's like, "Yep, like." And, and so then Joey's like, well, how many, how many albums have made you cry? And he's like, uh, like, especially like while live streaming, he's like, maybe only like a handful, two or three. And he's like, and you still gave it a seven? <laughs> like, like, how do you give, how am I one of a handful of artists that have made you cry and like elicit this emotional response and you give it a seven out of 10? And he's just like kind of playing with them. But still, he's like, I'm going to take that to my grave. Like I'm one of, you know, top two, not two when it comes to making you cry. <laughs> Damn, it sounds like a good interview. I wish I could watch it at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oddly enough, I think the link will be in the uh, description of this episode. I'm, um, I'm almost certain. I mean, that's where a lot of our listeners come from. Is Fantano does a really good job of plugging our show, and so you got to give back. Give, yeah, give you credit, give back to give credit where credits due. Very true. So, 1999, Jacob, you were listening to it in high school when it first came out. When you were at the right page of 15, and Joey was 17, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Um, World Domination Survival Tactics were the only songs I think I really listened to when it came out. Because SoundCloud, you couldn't listen to everything front and back, front to back. Yeah. I think I was also just like not into as much at that point listening to an album front to back. So I didn't really explore it. But those songs came into my queue just from like liking other people's playlists on there, like mm-hmm. friends who had uh, music that I liked. And I found those two songs and I just played them on repeat until I basically couldn't play them anymore. So. I think I started with those songs and then kind of just expanded towards like the rest of the mixtape and mixed really tape. started to enjoy the um, part of it. I mean, look, the, this, the album or mixtape, it really itself isn't that meaningful. There isn't like a, there's some weird songs in there. I noticed too, like he has a song called Funky Hose and some other shit. Weird that I just, song. Like, <laughs> which I was like, I don't really know what he's trying to get by with this, but at the same time he was 17. Yeah. Um, like. Funky Hose is one of those songs that, like, I think made me want to go listen to the album as a whole. Because I I came across this the summer, like, right after graduating, senior year of high school, summer going off to college was when I would, like, first got into Joey and then sort of listening to to 1999. And, like, I knew of a few of, like, the main main songs, the singles that came out. But then Funky Hose was one that popped up on Pandora. And I was like, this is just on the album. And, like, I kind of like this. But 
Yeah, I know Pandora. But that's such like a 17-year-old song in the sense that it's like, think about the subject matter. The first the first line is, word to my mother. Two things I never do is leave the crib without some rubbers, without some rubbers or tell a funky hoe I love her. These broads be trying to get a caught up in a sticky situation known as menstruation Damn. cycles. I thought you I thought you weren't written, Dylan. No, no. Like so that's the thing with this 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 album. I was excited when Jacob picked it. I know I said like I have a feeling he's gonna go this direction, like nineteen ninety nine or maybe like Illmatic, which if you guys have listened to Illmatic, Jacob, I know you have. Jake, yes. I love that album. That's like yep. the first thing that came to mind was just like, wow. Like I, I had never listened to Illmatic until 2020, like during COVID oh, wow. lockdown, I like spent time like listening yeah. to old, uh, like historical rap albums. And like when I was listening to that, I was blown away by just the amount of significance that you could tell Nas had on Joey, mm-hmm. just like little, little things like saying shit like word is bond. Like I, I had heard Joey say that and like just didn't know like what that meant or, and then it's like all over Nas, you know, there's like a song titled word is bond and just. You could tell that there was just something that, like a lot of a lot of direct influence from Nas, and also I think most people have heard "Survival Tactics," it being like one of the main songs, and someone someone I'd heard said like, "Oh, you can hear Wu Tang all over this," and then I like listened to it back because I was like, I've never like drawn any comparison to Wu Tang, but <clears throat> with Joey, and then all of a sudden listening to that, it's very much like kind of reminds me of, like Protect Your Neck, the way that him. Him and uh, Capital C's are just going like back and forth. Impressive, impressive, impressive. I uh, yeah, and he I, had, I, I, would I mean, the, the, I'm 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 going to cut you off. So. I want Jake to talk. I, I want uh, Jake to talk. I want I, I, I want to go back to the song. I want to go back to the song "Funky Hose." I think it's a pretty important song on the album, maybe in rap as a whole. Because as I was listening to it, I had the thought: how many how many rappers do you know that have used the word zygote in a rap song? Yeah, that's... Uh, I can't think of any. When when I had just heard, like, the survival tactics comparison, that bar came to my mind because if you guys watch the, the Wu-Tang show that was on Hulu, they, like, put so much significance on... I think it's Jizza's the one who, like, has this line in Seventh seventh Chamber. He says something like, fallopian tubes, and they like there's all the significance to it because, like, a year or two before... Like Wu Tang got big, he had like rapped like in in a freestyle and like had used the word like fallopian tube and the record label or whoever was there was like nobody wants to listen to someone rapping about like fucking fallopian tubes and so then to hear Joey say zygote I was like ah Joey Jizza like shaking hands emoji fallopian tube zygotes let's fucking go yeah it yeah just... and I guess all those like old school comparisons it makes sense because the the album's titled 1999. And apparently it was supposed to be some sort of like homage to like the golden age of hip hop. So he was basically saying like, oh, like respect. I'm not because when I first saw that album, I'm like, he's born in 1999, like two years after me. That makes no sense. Then like I looked it up. and I was He like, must be 13 what? years old. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that like significance of the name was pretty interesting that all these old school comparisons you have in your head. And then he had. An MF Doom sample sample on there. I think yeah. it was Waves. Um, that was an MF Doom sample and some other. I think Penny Royal or World, World Domination, maybe both of those. Yes, you're right, actually. I think about that. So, yeah, he had a lot of like old school influences, definitely, samples. And uh, I guess it's kind of the 2000 now is him bringing it full circle. Now he's saying, okay, like I'm kind of part of this 2000s to, you know, the, the Kanye's, the Jay Z's, those are like paying it forward 
or paint it back rather to those people. So it's kind of cool out that the album Mix Shape has come full circle <laughs> to his most recent album now. I can't wait to edit every single time Jacob says album. Just change it to mixtape for him right away. You wouldn't dare. Mixtape. Jake, what are, I'm curious about like your, cause I feel like I've geeked out a little bit. I was letting you, I was letting you boys geek out. I was just yeah. enjoying it. But I know you like Joey. And so I'm curious, Jake, like how you came across 1999. Is it something that like maybe myself or Jacob or any of our other friends were like, Oh, like you seem to like some of these Joey badass songs that you've heard. Like, have you checked out 1999? His most. I. I definitely have you ever seen the Fantano interview with so I was, I was gonna bring that up I watched this interview that he did <laughs> that came out last week yeah um I, I I've been aware of 1999 for uh, quite some time I mean I, I only really started listening to Joey Badass when All American Badass came out so that was like 2017 and this wasn't put out onto like major streaming platforms until like four years ago it was like a six-year anniversary for 1999 mm. Yeah, so like, so I, I like a lot of people are introduced to it that way. That's probably when I like heard of it. Um, I knew it was like his big breakout mixtape. I, I knew it was like a pretty big deal for him. And I think just like for like hip hop and rap, I know it's like a pretty well known mixtape. Um, but I just, I just never, honestly, this is the first time I'd ever listened to it all the way through. I had heard certain songs from it, like Survival Tactics and I think like Kill Illuminati, but. Yeah, so I was I was pretty stoked when when Jacob you said this is going to be the one that you wanted to pick because it finally gave me an excuse to actually like sit down and listen to it. And as I was going through it, um, the main thought that was sticking out is like I can see why this is what kind of like catapult blew him up onto this the scene. For I don't know if it necessarily like blew him up, but like it's it's his big, you know how he I don't know how he came, came to fruition came to really be so. I really love the the samples on it. It has that like old school feel, but while the boom bap. yeah, the boom bap and and then and the hip hop, um, but it doesn't sound like stale. And even even today, like this album came out mixtape. God, apologies. Fuck. It came out ten years ago. So embarrassing. And it's still like it's just it still sounds so good. Some of the ones that for me like I think were my favorites. I really like waves. Uh, survival tactics, Kiluminati, funky hose, and where it's at. You know, Jacob, you're saying that like part of the reason you like him and his stuff, and not that he did it on this album mixtape, fuck, so much was that you know he's got that that deeper meaning to a lot of his songs he puts out, and I think what something that ties into that is he clearly has a more like like musical influence in his work, and by that I just mean it's not all. 808s and 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 trap beat shit it's there's a lot of like legit like instruments that he used to create these these beats that he raps over freaking on waves like i super jazzy you got the electric guitar in the background the like very simple synth and the drums and i think it sounds like there's a xylophone in there i don't really know i could i could be off the mark but just stuff like that that i kept hearing you know throughout and that's another thing that i just kept thinking of listening to this is just that you know this this dude definitely enjoys listening to stuff outside of rap and probably a lot of maybe like jazz influence too i think one of the cool things about waves is the music video to the song too it's like pretty much just a day in the life of 17 year old joey where it's like he literally gets up goes to school has fun with his friends and then i think it ends with him like performing a concert it's like what the fuck (laughs) that's that's why jacob i asked you like you listen to it right away as a 15 year old, not being like jealous. Cause there's, 
I mean, I, I found it when, what, like right after senior year of high school. And so I was like far enough removed to where I think had I heard it originally, I would have been like actually a little like petty in a sense. Like, well, he's only two years older than me. Like, what does he know about fucking <laughs> rapping or whatever? I could do that. It's not hard. Ugh, and then come to find out some, even after like Evan half Williams. a bottle of Evan Williams. Yeah, yeah and they'll be <laughs> All right, here's here's another song. I'm curious what you guys think of From the Tombs. Mm-hmm. That's that's like one of those songs that I'd add it to the list of like Funky Hoes, From the Tombs, or like two of the ones that I heard on Pandora. And then at that point I was like, wow, this is now four songs or five songs from this like mixtape that I've heard. And I like all five. Like, hmm, maybe is I should check the- out. Chuck, Chuck Strangers. Strangers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I personally wasn't a huge fan of Chuck Strangers' verse. Um, really? Not that I'm like, pretty good at beer pong. I didn't I didn't yeah. think I didn't think <laughs> I'm any, so crazy. any song on this mixtape uh was bad. But I I just wasn't big on it. It's not I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it like blue this guy sucks. But I thought it was fine. I think Joey really shines through in it. But one of the things that stood out to me in that song um, is the line, uh, play charades, she'll be acting like a vacuum. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's poetry right there. And like, this, this entire mixtape is like littered yes, with funny lines like that. Yes. The, She's gonna suck. <laughs> I, I really like, oh, here, click, clack, boom, resurrect and boom, bat from the tombs. Um, mm-hmm. but it's interesting that Dick, you didn't like Chuck Strangers because he's only on a couple tracks. He's a member of Pro Era. And like, whenever I think of certain songs that I like or, songs that he's on i always seem to appreciate just like how like almost like upfront and like funny some of his lines are I'm trying to find my own way in the freeway of life just remember homeboy there ain't no freeway to life <laughs> and then uh, i will also credit him with when i moved to the east coast i saw a sunoco like gas station but i always kept on calling it like sunoco and then when i listened i remember like being out at penn state and then listening to 1999 and hearing that line and i'm like oh shit i've been saying it wrong all this time like gas stuff like sunoco like it's sunoco not sunoco you fucking idiot dylan come on <laughs> well you never know with these uh i feel like some of the east coast lingo they're almost saying it wrong because we're always yes. right with our California. because sunoco sunoco is like a like a shell station or 7-eleven or ampm or <sighs> but yeah fuck me uncultured swine <laughs> Dylan sounds like a big gas shill right now, just like he's a Fantano corporate shill. <laughs> yeah. He's being paid off by these by these entities. All right, I'm going to address something that, not that I'm like ashamed of, but I know, Jake, when we did that like 25 years of life, like music episode, I think I gave the song Don't Front like the crown for my like 15 to 20 age realm. And I feel like a lot of people that have listened to this album or this mixtape, 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 are very indifferent towards the song "Don't Front." Like it's not, it's not one of their favorites, and yet it has all this significance. Or it's one of my favorites. I'm curious what you guys think, and you can like shit on my chest on this one if you'd like. Pop that shirt off. It's, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that song. <clears throat> I have like a general feel of like the first half of the album. I seem to like a lot more. Than the second half, sure. And I know it's funny because you guys both like funky hoes, and I don't. Th- I think for me it was one of like the, the least. Yeah, it's kind of a skip, more or less. I was like, oh fuck, what is he saying? This is slow, all this stuff. But I mean, the the first, I think when you kind of hit from waves, from the tomb, um, survival tactics, like when you hit those three, for me that was kind of the best part of the mixtape. 
And then towards the end, I, I thought it kind of just slowed down a little bit and kind yeah. of lost that the momentum it had in the beginning. It was a lot slower. I mean, none of the songs really had that much like meaning to it, but I, I thought, yeah. So some of the ones towards the end were just, I think, too slow for my vibe. Don't front. Who's on this song? Was it just Joey? It's or him. Joey? It's him and CJ Fly, and like it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a love song in a sense. But they're like rapping about their love for weed, but they're they're like camouflaging oh, okay. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see. I stash the herb. Sit back, observe. I really Go enjoyed the record, scratching and spinning and mixing on it. I thought it was. I wish that that was. Yeah, I wish that was still more of a thing in in rap because when it's done well, it's like one of the coolest things ever. I think. I just think it's such a summer song, such a summer song. My senior year, going off to college. Dude, just hit up the boys. Maybe go down to like like 21st street or something bring some spike ball maybe a couple beers fuck i can't i can't help but like listen to that song and not be taken to that that moment that's that's when jacob was rattling off uh fireworks left and right legally and or illegally well uh you know when you're a pyromaniac it doesn't matter so you were involved just know that whatever i did you're coming down with me kid anyways uh we digress <clears throat> the album mm, yes um i'd say one of the ones on the second half that i liked was uh righteous minds so i'm curious what you guys thoughts were about that one i to me it wasn't a song that really stood out to me <laughs> like i did like it though all i wrote about it was didn't really stand out still like it so just in the sense that yeah it's not it wasn't one that like grabbed my attention but i was like yeah it's a good song i wouldn't i wouldn't skip it if it came on I would say like just this entire mixtape, like listening to it front and back for me is just so easy because one, I think I have at some point really liked every single one of these songs. Like I'm sure there was a point in time where Righteous Minds was my favorite on the album, but on the mixtape, yeah, I'm just like revisiting. I always have to pull the lyrics up because like it's funny how it's just one of those where I've heard it all so many times that then see the lyrics and it's like then all of a sudden the beat comes to mind. I never knew the world could be this, man. Sing it for us. I will say my next question for you fellas, the pro era members. So on the last, the last track, third eye shit, that's like a little bit of a cipher, right? Or just a chance for like every single pro era member to get some shine. It's like oldie. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. It's like oldie. They were just copying. They were just copying on YouTube. For those, for those that are out there, you should go on YouTube uh, when you're done watching the Fantano video. Look up, look up odd future Joey badass. There's, uh, this is like right when Survival Tactics came out. There was, the Odd Future was on some sort of MTV show, and they did this segment where it's like, oh, like, let's check out this up-and-coming artist. And they end up Skyping with Joey Badass as he's in school. And But then they're like being such dicks. They're like, yeah, man, like, uh, you, you got, I think Earl says something like, yeah, I mean, you can rap. It's all right. <laughs> but like they're purposely doing that. And then and then Joey's fucking with like Left Brain. If you guys remember Left Brain, like calling him yep. saying that he looks like Squidward and all this type of stuff. But it's funny because if you read the comments, I think that people just don't pick up on the fact that like Odd Future is very clearly like just fucking with him. And then I think Joey was in on it because he didn't seem upset because even like the host of the show is like really, really awkward sitting there like, (laughs) man, like why are you guys so tough on Joey? (laughs) (laughs) And then Dylan, what should we watch after that? Then after that, um, watch Kaluminati, then... I was I was trying to find the music video. I don't know which one it is, but uh, and I couldn't find it. I was like skimming, skimming, skimming before this. There is some sort of video where I remember midway through the song, it like pauses 
And then it like kind of shows these clips of like Joey getting recognition, probably while he's 17. And one of the people, it's like an interview with Kendrick and Kendrick says like, yeah, like I've been listening to a lot of like Joey Badass, for example. And so that was, I remember when I first saw that being like, ah, yes, like Kendrick likes him. That's the seal of approval that I need. Kendrick, Fantano, I'm good. I'm good. We're set. Okay, fellas. We're definitely out kicking our coverage here. We're talking and we're talking and we're talking, but let's get down to the brass tacks. Jacob, is there like an ideal setting to listen to this album? Like just like, ooh, I think the best for me is in my car. And I love just a lot of times, actually, this might be weird, but when I, I do it naked, have like a <laughs> cover myself up in Olay body lotion. It's not weird. I swear. Roll around. My boys are in the backseat. And in the midst of all that, all <laughs> whenever an album first comes out that I'm really like excited for, like the Kendrick album one that just came out, I will oftentimes just default to my car and I'll just drive the first listen. I'll just drive along like the 101 or somewhere where I can kind of just very chill and um, like a very chill drive where I can just go and kind of blast this song mm. more or less. Cause sometimes the speaker's better in your car for whatever reason, or the fact that you're just alone and basically forced to, to listen and focus on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think I'm biased towards that, but nonetheless, I, think this album specifically if you hear survival tactics come on you got your boys in the back seat you all kind of get a little more fired up yeah. put the windows down you, you feel the wind in your face you start you, you start helicoptering your bars, <laughs> and all of a sudden your boys are putting you on blast they're videoing you it, you realize you're on a bang bros set and it all gets a little weird but but the music you good. have the music's good the music mushroom poppy in the back of the throat. yeah sounds awesome I would, I would probably say... Do you guys have a favorite setting to listen to music? Mm, I do like listening to music in, in my car. I do. I do. I really do. I will, I will say there are some albums, Jacob, like you mentioned, just like driving down the 101, like putting yourself, like gearing up just by like sitting in your car and going out on a drive. That I would say is like the true, <laughs> the true test for me where like some albums I remember just finding... Well, now, now with the gas prices, uh, I don't know that I would do this, but get yourself a I hybrid, bitch. Yeah, that's my maybe my next step. But. Tell me you're from California without telling me you're from California. Uh-huh. But this this is a drive worthy mixtape, am I right, yeah. listeners? Don't you just want to go for a drive and listen to all the songs and just drive around aimlessly? I would say for me, because I was thinking about this as I was listening to it, probably like the first time you smoke weed. I think that would be a good time. So if you what's can if you can capitalize on that moment and you're aware Wait, enough. Jacob, what's your last name again? Hmm? <laughs> analysis. Mr. Analysis. Um, yeah, I feel like this would go with it super well. Just being a 17-year-old kid. However old, man. It could be you could be 30 your first time. I don't know. But however old, officer. You, I don't know. You can spark up, put the gun, and then don't it's... drive. But maybe sit it's, on the 101. I don't know. It's funny, Jacob, Creed. that you mentioned like listening to survival tactics with the boys and like getting rowdy. There's a time where uh, I was driving some of my teammates, some of my teammates at Penn State to some sort of like outing or event, and it was just like a bunch of freshmen that needed a ride. And then I just had 1999 like on shuffle, and then survival tactics came on, and there was like kind of the silence in the car. And I remember just thinking, like, ah, these guys definitely don't listen to this. Like, don't listen to Joey. 
And then they're just hearing this right now and they're like, Doomsday's come and sort of dusted in a few guns. Like they're probably just thinking that I'm this like conspiracy theorist that just like, I don't know, is crazy and out there like capital C's. I feel like uh, a lot of the younger generation, Ugh. they probably don't listen to lyrics as much because sometimes like I'll listen to a song like that and be like, wow, wasn't that crazy, guys? And then you look to someone and they're like, what do you yeah, mean? And then, and then you look over to your seventh grade friends and they're just like barred out on Zans and they're just like not paying attention. And they still can't sit on the, the wall at CVS. You're like, why the fuck do I hang out with you guys? All right, it's time. It's time. Uh, ratings. So I know most of you have it memorized at this point. For, for those of you who are, who are new, uh, Jacob, you're going to give a rating for this album. We're, we're giving you a list of adjectives. Top part of the list, good. Bottom part of the list, mm. bad. You can string together any combination of these you want. And uh, for those of you who can't see the list, we have Bump, Slaps, Bangs, Goes Hard, Groovy, Tight, The Shit, Libs, Lit, Vibes, Euphoric, Smooth, Rocks, Hits, and then for Bad, we have Weak, Trash, Shit, Ite, Mid, Whack, Bogus, Ass, Repetitive. And feel free to add to this list if you want. If, you just, if there's nothing that, that hits, that, hits that, uh, that spot for you that you think should be added to it. hits that subscribe button yeah. for you. That's for later. Which, uh, listeners, you've all liked and subscribed, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just a little disappointed that I don't see maybe the best adjective I know of. Chill. Whoa. There's no chill. How do yeah, we overvibe? see that? I see lit, I see vibes, but I don't see super chill vibes. And, you know, that might be the missing element here. Add it on. But if I had to use this list, no, no, remember, I'd you probably... Can you can add. No, yeah, Jake, Jake just added chill to it. Right oh, fuck. you can add. I didn't know this was a Google Doc. Okay. You're allowed to add. Yeah, I mean, actually, I'm going to use two adjectives for the first half and the second half. I think the second half is more chill. Okay. In the first more half, yes. more chill. I think the first half, <clears throat> I would hard. go with um, it bangs because, Oof. yeah, I know. When you're driving and you got the windows down and survival tactics comes on, it kind of bangs. Windows. <laughs> Because, yeah, you know, if, you, if you're driving by a cop and, and you got survival tactics on and you make eye contact with him. You're getting pulled over. Oh, yeah. It's going to be bad. <laughs> you're listening to that rap music. What are you, smoking reefer and that rap crap? Marahuski. All right. Jake, no officer, I swear. Do you have one? Do you have? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I also just added throwback to the list. I feel like that's, I feel like that, uh, you know, goes well. For the throwback element to this album. Because it came out in 1999. Yep. Good point. That was when it was released. As everyone knows, that's when this mixtape came out. I think it's it's a smooth throwback that's pretty tight. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth throwback that's pretty tight. Yeah. I'm going to go... what about you? I'm going to say, I don't know that we have classic on here, but I'm going to give it like a classic stamp of approval. Classic has been added. And... I'm going to say, I was thinking like it's it's euphoric in a sense because its significance to me like always puts me in this like going off to college or freshman year of college uh, like headspace. So I'm going to say like classic youth. It just, I, I listen to this and it's like, yeah, like it's, it's a very, very, uh, you hear Joey being all young, takes you back to being all young and having, you know, no responsibilities, just being a kid going off to school. No kids yet. No. Just take care. Yeah, no kids. And hey, flash flash forward 10 years. Joey's got kids, man. Joey's got a kid. 
all his pro era members have kids. Why do you think they're not on the new album? Maybe he mentioned this on the interview with Fantana. Who knows? Who knows? You might have to listen, but make sure to finish this episode and like and subscribe. I, uh, I forgot how young he was when he put this out and just like listening when I first started listening to this, to this, I was like, good God, his voice. Like it was still in the process of like getting deeper. Like it was almost there, Mm. but it was like, if you listen to like anything he's put out more recently in this, like there's a definite like contrast between the two. That was funny. That was my closing thought. He was young. It's as like if the over seventh the graders are ten years. With... Things have changed. <laughs> Speaking of young, I have a play date to go to. <laughs> I have a laser tag birthday party to go hit up. <laughs> Just gotta pick them up from the wall. Well, I'm sorry to say this to to Jacob, to Dylan, to those listening, but it's about Time's that up. time where this audio art must come to an end. We must say our goodbyes and. You know, this could be it. So make it count. Jacob, anything you want to add? Jacob, you want, you want, to, send, you want to send us off? It was a pleasure to be, again, on the Backyard Podcast. Always, mm-hmm. always. First time podcaster. First time debuting on this, this podcast itself. Um, I'll never forget it. I'm really glad that Alex Maloney got this far. If there's anyone else, I don't know why you're still listening, but Whoa, uh, you know, it's a like and subscribe. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey. Like and subscribe, leave a review, really helps the podcast get new listeners. But also, go ahead, check out this mixtape, wherever you can find it. We recommend it. It's got the seal of approval from these three guys that all have tons of say in the music world. And Fantano, who gave it a 7 out of 10, which is pretty good. Um, Lots of classics. Really good teriyaki marinade for you guys. Um, if you want to make some chicken at home, half a cup of low-sodium soy sauce, third of a cup of mirin, three tablespoons of brown sugar, two tablespoons of honey, two tablespoons of rice, wine vinegar, one tablespoon of minced garlic, one tablespoon of ginger, half a tablespoon of sesame oil. This is good for about two and a half pounds of chicken. I recommend chicken thighs. Uh, you're going to toss in three tablespoons of water and about a tablespoon and a half of cornstarch. That's going to make it kind of form into a bit of a slurry. It's going to bind to the chicken very well. Uh, marinate it, toss it in a bag, toss it in the fridge, maybe at least get it several hours. And uh, if you have an air fryer, uh, you're going to want to preheat it to about 380. Uh, throw in your chicken. Uh, if it has skin on, skin side down, 12 minutes at 380, flip it. Four minute increments at 380 until it gets up to temperature. So, Jacob, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. We really appreciate it. You were you were a fantastic guest, fantastic album, and I love you. Kill it. We love you. Thanks, guys. Okay. Okay.